Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. I'm Addison Bevere, and today I'm joined by some very special guests, including Juliana Bevere, my wife. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> Jordan Lewis. Jordan, I'm not going to give you the same introduction. Yeah, not no, your wife. Don't. Th- that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> and David Gutierrez. Hey, guys. Today's episode is part of our five-week series called Reset. We created this series to help you reset every aspect of your life so you can begin 2019 in strength. Our panel of guests have been sharing their personal stories of success and failure, and our goal is to give you strategies for stewarding your health, relationships, finances, career, and today's topic, your soul. So but before we dive into this whole idea of the soul, we want to encourage you to share these episodes with your friends. And don't be afraid to drop us a comment on iTunes or write a review and rate the show. It helps us get the word out about the series. And we actually want to feature a review from Nikki today. Julie, why don't you read that review for us? Yeah, Nikki T said, I enjoy the length of these podcasts and that the podcasters are real and occasionally silly. The topics I would like to hear about are how do you know when you're hearing from God? The most effective prayers, praying for yourself and praying for others, and how to know when you are walking with God. So thanks for that, Nikki. Yeah, thanks, Nikki. So walking with God. Wow, that's a big, big subject. We're not going to tackle that entire subject today, but let's talk about the soul. And before we dive into this conversation about the soul, I feel like we should define it because there's a lot of ideas of what the soul involves. And the way that I look at, at the soul is I look at James 121, which says, receive with meekness the implanted word, which has the power to save your soul. So your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's essentially the tension between our body and our spirits. David, why don't you speak to that? Yeah, I love, um, I love what Hebrews talks about that because it, it kind of differentiates between the spirit and the soul. So we all have a body. We have a soul as well. And we also have a spirit. And I think people get confused about the spirit and the soul. They think it's the same thing. But Hebrews 4 really kind of brings that to light. And it's talking about the word of God. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirits and of joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Basically, what this scripture is saying is that the word of God is the only thing that can truly separate between the soul and the spirit, meaning it is so closely tied together for us. It's so hard for us to know. Is this thought coming from my spirit? Is this thought coming from the soul? And the spirit is is what God has placed, what he breathed in the inside of us, that when we give our life to the Lord, that's what comes alive. That's so that's what, the new creation that Paul's creation. constantly talking about. Exactly. The Holy Spirit comes to live with us, and First Corinthians talks about that the spirit of God and our spirit becomes one and they are inseparable. So we're perfect in our spirit, man, but our soul is in the process. And that's what you were alluding to with James. And and the soul, I mean, gosh, mind, will, and emotions. Does it not feel like that can be all over the place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, at least mine are. Okay. So so talk to us about that, Jordan. Sure. So growing up, um, I was actually afraid of my emotions and ignored my soul completely. Well, because a lot of people say emotions are a bad thing, right? Yeah. evil. Yeah. And for me, because I'm such a strong feeler, I was like, if I feel angry or sad or upset, I'm going to go into a dark hole and kill someone. You know, it was just (laughs) drama, right? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) just because it was going to go all the way there, all the way to the abyss, right? 
So I was like, I'm not going to touch this. You know, I don't have time. Right. Um, But going to that verse about how the word has the power to save your soul. That's actually how God kind of confronted me about it. And I remember um, I was in conversation with the Lord about something innocent, you know, then he sideswiped me and said, hey, by the way, if you do not address the things in your heart, you're going to live out of a sick soul Mm -hmm. and you're going to make poor decisions because you're afraid to be angry, sad, upset, and don't talk to me about those things. So for me, it really has been part of my faith walk to really address, okay, let me take my anger to the Lord, my fear to the Lord, my sadness to the Lord, mm-hmm. because the, the word and relationship with God yeah. really does kind of break those things up and give them new life. Because those are, those are indicators. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those emotions are indicators. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is so true what you said. So many people just ignore it because it's it's unknown and it's scary and it's vast. Right. There's so much there within the emotions and you can ignore them Mm -hmm. pretty successfully for an amount of time. But there is that idea of like fully living, fully inviting the Lord to do his work within you where you have to come to a place of acknowledgement. I heard it said once that emotions are like children. You can't let them drive the car, but you also can't stuff them in the trunk. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like so often there's this stuffing in the trunk because we got things to do, places to go, people to see. And those emotions, they get in the way. But it is in that acceptance of their existence, their accept the acceptance of their um, their place and what they're leading you to, because it is. I think that soul work when you're willing to go there with the Lord, it's such a strengthening to your spirit. Man. Yeah. Oh, Julie, I love that. And and the truth is, I think so many people have this idea. No, because I'm saved, because I'm a new creation, everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that our soul is in the process mm-hmm. of being perfected. That's the journey of sanctification. It's laying the mind, the will, the emotions at the foot of the cross and seeing ourselves the way God sees us, which is terrifying and humbling and empowering. Yeah. Yeah. And so for for us, as we're looking at emotions, as we're looking at our mind, our will, these things, they can seem unruly. They can seem to be all over the place. Well, that's because they're indicators for things that are going on in our own lives, Mm -hmm. things that need to be acknowledged because those are most likely areas that we have yet to surrender to God or yet to see the way he sees them. Yeah. And it's acknowledging them. And that takes time. That takes intentional time that you set apart and you say, this is how I'm feeling. I don't even know exactly why I'm feeling this way. God, show me. Yeah. Like get to the root of where this is coming from or why I'm believing. Because so much of it is in your perception and your belief patterns is where those emotions are coming from, especially if they're, you know, way out of left field. Like, (laughs) I don't know how you got there. But um, yeah, so I do think that intentional acknowledgement of emotions and then following up with declaring what you know to be true. All of this is, I think that's the applicable part of this is that it takes time. It takes intentional set apart. Like I'm going to go there with you, Lord. I'm not going to rush this thing so I can get on with what's next. Like this being important enough to really dive into. That's so good. Even the apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, which I view as one of his most vulnerable letters, he talks about this idea of death of the soul. Mm. He experienced death of the soul. He was so discouraged that he was having sleepless nights. Yeah. And then just several verses later, he's talking about how all of God's promises are yes and amen in Christ. And it seems like he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah. But what he's doing is he's acknowledging the condition of his soul. He's acknowledging the fact that he is 
basically depressed because a church that he has planted, people that he has invested in have turned on him. Mm-hmm. He's questioning the validity of his work as an apostle. He's questioning the validity of his existence. It's so easy for us to look at Paul and forget this man had struggles. Yes, he wrote the majority of our New Testament, but this man, he went through a struggle. And here he's describing the struggle of his soul. And yet he says that all of God's promises are yes and amen. Yeah. So he finds himself back in this place of surrender, despite what he sees. But it's important that he acknowledges the condition of his soul before he can proclaim God's faithfulness. Because when we acknowledge our position, when we acknowledge our hardship, and then proclaim God's faithfulness, what it mm-hmm. does is it puts those two side by side. And it actually reveals the wonder and the mystery and the expansiveness of God's faithfulness. What does that look like practically for all of you on a day-to-day basis? Your kid does something, your spouse does something, your coworker does something. What does it look like in the moment to have God come in, say, don't act a fool, get it together? Like, what what does that look like day-to-day? That's a great question. Um, I think for me, and I was just thinking about this, actually driving in this morning, but, um, and and it goes back to the whole idea of the fact that that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. I think... you can get to that place where you can train yourself to just, uh, I like the way John says it, to turn in. Mm-hmm. It's in that moment where you're like, your emotions are, you feel like maybe out of control or yeah. you feel like, y- you know, something is happening in your soul. And and yes, you acknowledge it, but then the proclamation comes when you when you take a moment to come to him, when you take a moment to like look within and realize like he's on the inside of you, like the Holy Spirit is on the inside of inside of you. The perfect one is in, is on the inside of you. And so, your soul might feel like you're in disarray or in the moment when emotions are high. That's how, you know, what it feels like. So for me, it would look like if, if, if my son does something and it just irritates me to know, and I'm I'm about to go off to just step back, take a moment and like, just quickly turn in quickly, like realize truth. Like, wow, he's a gift to me. Like Mm. that's something God gave me. That's something that God showed me that my, my son is a gift to me. And when I, when I take that second just to turn into him, all of a sudden I find the strength to wow. proclaim what's right, that's or I great. find the knowledge of what to do. And that's the thing about the spirit uh, man, our spirit man being connected to his spirit. Mm. Um, it talks about our conscience in the Bible, and the conscience is like the voice of our spirit. Right. That's something mm-hmm. that I've been listening to recently with the new series that just came out called Hearing God. Um, and one of the teachers talked about that conscience means with science or with knowledge. That means that our spirit has everything we need Mm -hmm. because we're connected to him. And so in that moment, practically what it looks like is just taking a step back, turning into him, hearing truth. That's great. And then proclaiming from there. Yeah. So it's all about perspective is what you're saying. It's It's that whole idea of how you see things will determine what you feel and what you feel will determine what you do. And so what you're saying is God provides through his spirit this perspective that's yeah. bigger than any situation that we're right. facing. Oh, that's so good, David. And I know, like, I love introspection. So for me, it doesn't happen right there in the moment. For me, there are just truths that are so foundational. Like, I have peace. I have joy in the midst of this, specifically things with my children. It's like, I think a lot of Jesus asleep in the boat in the midst of the storm. Like that picture will come to my mind so frequently in the midst of morning chaos or whatever it is when I do feel tension start to rise. And part of that is just experience. Like you just 
experience it so frequently you get really right sure (laughs) at going to that place and it is in the midst of that like the joy of the lord is my strength and i have a peace that surpasses understanding and then so i I have to almost kind of shelf emotions okay and then go back to them in my time with the lord because they are always like so shelf but not dismiss not dismiss just like shelf them and god always brings them back to my mind he brings them back to the forefront like I and and I can like I think all of us can just ignore them but it's at a cost to our vitality. Right. And so knowing that I'm going to go there with him later because like that death of the soul I feel like I could say that <laughs> in a dramatic way like so frequently like oh <laughs> I'm experiencing death of the soul. <laughs> and amazing. so I have to really evaluate my emotions because they are never what they look like. Wow. It's always to this day. I know everyone has a really good appreciation for Addison now. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not even a thought. No, oh, no a, way. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is, I don't know, having those truths that you, that are foundational, that you stand on and yet mm. setting aside that opportunity to go there with God. Mm. That is such an interesting perspective because for me, anytime something happens, I explode all over again as if I had no experience whatsoever. So God has had me journal because that and I have to journal every day because I'm just crazy, you know, so it's just OK. So it's it's a way for me to revisit my emotions, yeah. but also a way for me to clear out, mm-hmm. you know, so that I don't just explode internally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And really, that's what spiritual disciplines are all about recentering our lives so that Mm -hmm. we can be aware of the work that God is doing in us and how that frames and shapes our everyday lives. Well, and also so the work can be built upon. That's right. Like this is a process. Mm -hmm. God wants to take us from glory to glory. He doesn't, you know, it talks about in Philippians where he's like, I'm not going to leave you there. The process that I begin, I will bring to fruition. He will finish it. Yes. Yeah. So he's wanting us to revisit it with him like on a daily basis so that he can build, so he can be building us up and taking us to greater levels, to greater depths, to greater understanding. And it's hard to see that in the day. Like mm-hmm. what you were saying, Jordan, it's so easy to lose perspective. It's so easy to forget about God's faithfulness even a week ago. Yeah. Right. One week. I mean, right. I'm not even talking years. I'm talking a right. week ago. Yeah. yeah. How often have you all found yourself in that place where you're forgetting how God has come through for you time and time again. And so I think anytime we can find ways to remember God's faithfulness, to remember his goodness, that really helps the state of our soul. Mm -hmm. And when those indicators come up, we don't dismiss them, we acknowledge them, but then we process them through the lens of God's plan for our lives and through what he has spoken over us. And again, that's why I want to highlight this idea of we must acknowledge our soul, the yeah. state of our soul, we must acknowledge it. And at the same time, we must proclaim what God speaks over us in his word and what he speaks over us as far as where we're going, where he's taking us as sons and daughters of God, the eternal glory that Paul kept in mind. In Second Corinthians 4, he talks about this idea of eternal glory, how he could tap into something unseen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because he could tap into something unseen, he could endure the scene. I don't know about y'all, but some there are days I'm like, I do not want anything to do with what is seen. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes. But yeah. when we get that perspective of the unseen, of the promise, and that unseen could be one week from now, one month from now, one year from now, an eternity from now. Yeah. But when we tap into that promise, we do start to see our lives 
through a different lens, and that does affect the state and condition of our soul. That's really powerful. Yeah, it is. And I I think what I love about that ad is that we can have that type of perspective because he is with us. And I think in the moment, our tendency is to want to process ourselves or try to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm just reminded of the scripture in Matthew 11 where Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. And Mm -hmm. this is the Amplified. And it says, I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. And I think that doesn't happen if we're trying to do it all on our own. I think we process with him. I think in the moment, like when we shelf our emotions, you're not saying like, let's ignore them. We're shelving them because we're taking space right there to go to him. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a quick second to think, to give a thought, or if you can pull away and actually spend time with him, come to him with the emotions. Like, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. This happened, this happened. And I want to, I want to, do this to this person i know it's wrong but what you're doing is you're coming to him and then as you're spending time with him that's where that refreshing comes that's where the the rest comes of the soul because that's ultimately what he wants us he wants us to run to him that's what i want with my boys like when my boys get into a little fight or something or they do something wrong my what pleases me most is when they're in that struggle they Mm -hmm. run to me not to tell on her brother Mm -hmm. but to, to say i'm struggling with this and i know this isn't right Wow. Dad, help. How do I, how can I, I need your help to process this and then I can help them. Like there's nothing for me. Like when they do that, I mean, it's, it's so amazing. And that's the same with our father. He's longing. That's amazing. And oh, we have that open door an invitation from right. him that if we're in that struggle of the soul that we can run to him with it and process with him and we will find that refreshing of the soul. Yeah. Cause it's in our weakness where he is made strong. Mm, right. And I do think that is so much a part of being in touch with your soul is knowing that that is a vulnerable place. That's a place of our humanity where yeah. we are desperate for the touch of God, maybe on a daily hourly <laughs> half <Yeah>. hour, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> whatever it is basis. And so it's such an opportunity for humility Absolutely. coming to God and saying, I hate that this is a part of yeah. me. I hate that these emotions are like giving me tunnel vision, making it difficult for me to function in life. And yet you are there and you want to take this burden. And you see me. His light. Yeah. He sees all of it. There's Mm -hmm. nothing hidden from him. (laughs) And he's willing to work with us. And the first attribute of love is love is patient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient. He is so patient with us, but we have to bring this to him. Mm-hmm. We have to surrender it to him. And I think that's the big thing is surrendering essentially our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions to yeah. God. And as we do, he does a work in us that is beyond anything that we can see in this present time. Yeah. And so y'all, this has been amazing. I wish we could talk for a couple more hours, but I want to <laughs> yeah. I want to leave our listeners with a few practical things. What we're talking about, I don't know if you've noticed, there's a lot of scripture here that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important, everyone out there listening, that you are in the Word of God. The Word of God renews your mind. It renews your soul. And so it's so important that you're in the Word of God. The second thing is, don't just read the Word. Meditate on the Word. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Talk about it. Look at it. It, Just get it on your phone every once in a while. just, Just look at one verse, two verses. Let that feed your soul. And the third thing is observe. Yeah. It's so easy for us to not have eyes to see. It's like Sherlock Holmes says, he says, you see, but you do not observe. Mm. Wow. There's so yeah. much that God is doing around us. And if we read his word and then meditate on it and then open our eyes to see his faithfulness and his goodness in our lives. Dave, this goes back to the perspective that you were talking about. Guess what happens? 
the condition of our soul starts to change because mm-hmm. we start seeing ourselves and we start seeing our world differently. So number one, get in the word, read the word. Number two, meditate on the word. Don't just read your four chapters or two chapters or 10 verses or whatever your daily plan is. Actually meditate on the word. In Jewish culture, they would meditate on the word at set increments throughout the day. So meditate on the word and then ultimately observe and watch and see God's goodness and faithfulness energize your life because he is working for you, behind you, next to you at all times. We just need to have eyes to see. Mm. Cool? Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I want to leave you with this thought today. Remember, you are a messenger to the people in your world, and your life is a message. So lean into God's grace and watch your world change. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time. Thank you.